Good evening, Commandos, and welcome to the Call of the Crow, live from the Lounge of the Crypt Keeper. We are your Crowing Commandos. Hey guys, I'm Rooster. I'm Squiggles. And you're listening to another fun episode of Call of the Crow. Kaka! Episode 6, I believe. I believe it is. All right, man. How crazy is that, man? We've been able to do this for six episodes so far. Awesome, and definitely something we don't normally get to, to say that we've consistently kept up with. And I think we'll be able to say that, you know, 150 episodes in, that we're still surprised we're doing it consistently. Let's hit 10 before we start talking about triple digits. These are my thoughts on it. Hey, wishful thinking, I guess. <laughs> still right. fighting that, that plague, huh? Yeah, I don't fucking know, man. I'm probably just dying. Yeah. This point, I don't know. I don't know if I got something from Parker. If I got fucking pneumonia, I gotta go to the doctor one of these goddamn days. <laughs> oh, it's getting rough, man. It's getting rough. Meeting uh, throat lozenges and just hoping for the best. Thankfully, you know, I'm not doing anything big where I gotta talk through like ghost tours or anything. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, we just did those last night up at Spring Hill, and then I'll be doing them on Halloween itself. Well, hopefully, so. hopefully you'll be over it by then. Eh, probably not. I don't know. At this point, it ain't going anywhere. Yeah. It's just it's staying right there in the fucking lungs. Well, but, ho- ho- really, really, <clears throat> hopefully it's, it's over by the time Parker's party comes around. Yeah, man, it's coming up in a week. Uh, yeah, well, of course, I don't want to be sick for that. I don't want to be sick for anything. Well, that's eh, true. Ah. Especially that. Oh, well, it sounds just kind of like I'm just like, you know, just downing fucking Marlboro Reds all the time. <laughs> they kind of reminds me of back man. to my smoking days. Yeah, it's like winter would come along and I would just like have a cough that would last all winter and through like early spring. So, <clears throat> God damn it. Well, Sucks. Uh, with that, man, I mean, what you been up to this week? Anything fun? Uh, we play, played uh, Feast of Legends last week. Uh, that was a that was a great time. My sister, um, this dude Matt, and myself all, all played. <coughs> and I actually played two different characters. So I had uh, Chris, Crispy and Frenchie. Chris, uh, crispy uh, Chicken, the, the spicy chicken, and then French fries was my, my character's. They were a lot of fun because the the stuff you're doing in there in, in that in that particular game, I mean, the the puns are just non-stop, like just absolutely non-stop. And it, I mean, I think it's 93 pages of Wendy's puns, including everything about creating your character. Yeah, which join like the order of the spicy chicken or the order of the baked potato shit like that, right? Yeah. So my my orders were the order of the French fry. And the order of the spicy chicken, and then we had, I think the, I think Matt was the order of the baconator, if I can remember correctly. I did it work. Is it a D twenty system? What is it? It is. It is a D twenty system. It's it's, uh, very similar to to D and D. Um, but the the game is actually developed by a couple of uh, guys that have developed for like D and D and stuff like that, and developed their own games as well. So the the system works very similar in that aspect. Um. It's supposed to be like a one, maybe two shot. We got through the first level. Like it was uber hard. So they, we've we've read that uh, uh, people are asking the developers to try and fix that a little bit, at least until you get to some of the higher levels. And people online are saying it's one of the hardest RPGs they've ever played. Are they really? Yeah. You bullshit me here? No. I'm gonna have to do some research into this later. No, nah, people are saying it's just the because of the the. The the like um, the fighting level the the huh. the monster level is much higher than it should be. I don't know if that sounds like a good thing or not. 
Sounds like a, it sounds a bit broken to me. A little bit, but it 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 is a it has been a <clears throat> lot of fun. Oh, well, that's good. At least you're enjoying. It. So you're gonna keep playing or what? Uh, yeah, we're looking to to keep continue on a little bit. Uh, we're we're gonna start level two, uh, next next Monday, I believe. All right, so you're gonna keep it up, huh? Yes. Keep it going. <coughs> that's cool, man. Well, good for you. I hope it uh hope it works out. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It, uh, I, I I glanced through it. It just didn't look like it's for me. Like I get the joke, and it's like, oh look, we can you know fight the ice jesters, you know, and the fucking the, the creepy the fake clown with the or the uh, creepy king from Creepsville with the paper crown. Yeah, it's like oh that's fun, but I don't know, man. It just it doesn't look like it's for me. I'll do a little bit of D and D or something like that if yeah. I uh, get the chance. I just I don't know, man. I'd, I'd much rather play an established RPG than something that's uh, you know coming from a fast food company. There's a lot of other things. It reminds me of when uh, BK put out those video games a couple oh, years yeah. ago. I don't know if you remember that or not, I but dude, uh, they were terrible. Yeah, I remember I owned all three. Yeah, yeah, I think I bought. I bought them. I was working at that point. I mean, this is what two thousand six, maybe. I don't remember. I think it was for the three sixty. I just it I was remember three sixty. I think I was I working was in at, high school, so yeah. Yeah, I was working at Long John Silver's at that point, and you know, it's like I went. Th- I was going to Burger King a lot because it was close to a, like it was on my way to work or something. I don't remember why. And they're like, "Hey, you want to add a video game?" I was like, "Fuck it, three dollars for a video game? Why not?" And then you got a $3 video game. I actually enjoyed the kart racer. The kart racer wasn't bad. I remember what it was like. Sneak King, it was the kart racer, and there was some other one. I don't fucking remember what it was. It was some kind of shooter. Was it a shooter? I don't remember it being a shooter. I don't remember them having a shooter. I, maybe I'm confusing it. But I don't know. Still. I mean, it might have been. I just I don't remember it being a, I don't remember it being a shooter. But, I mean, I don't know. Every, every now and then you find something fun. Like, <clears throat> I remember a game that was like the... Uh, it was like that Wipeout, and it was like uh, it was for, it was a free download for my 360. I fucking love playing that all the oh, time. Yeah. So it's like you never know. A couple dollar game might be something really enjoyable. I mean, for three bucks, it's not like, you know. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever bought in my life. Like, I mean, you know, I, I tempered my expectations pretty low for that. And Sneak King, Sneak King is just fucking terrifying. Yeah, I remember I watched the Grumps play that earlier this year, last year. I don't know. I don't remember when they played it, but I watched it recently, like in the past year, and it was hilarious to watch. So it was a it was an interesting run on that one. Yeah, that that game that that King was terrifying to begin with, and it still kind of is. Do they still use them as a mascot? I believe so. I don't really watch commercials anymore. I pay for them so I don't have to watch them on YouTube. Uh, I don't only watch TV when I'm watching football anymore. Uh, I mean, I just watched Watchmen, so I didn't, there's no commercials on oh, HBO. Yeah, how was that? Uh, weird as shit. Yeah? Weird as shit. <laughs> so it, uh, it starts off in the Tulsa race riots of like 1921, which I am not qualified to talk about because I have no idea if right. what like, what happened in Tulsa in 1921. So it opens up with that. Uh, then flash forwards to, I thought it was going to take place like right after Watchmen because they were like, oh, it's a sequel to Watchmen. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I, I've read the uh, books. I've read the, I watched the movie. So I'm like, you know, whatever, whatever ending they want to go with, I can follow. All right, cool. Well, it takes place in 2019. And so it's 25 takes, years after, 30, 35 years after Yeah, Watchmen. it takes a while after Watchmen. And... I mean, Vietnam's already a state and everything, because one of the characters, Regina King, plays, uh, I don't know, Abigail Abraham or some shit like that. I don't know. Like, she's a part of the cops, and for some, so the cops at some point have said that, uh, you're not, you, you can't see cops' faces. So, like, all the cops, like, this one cop gets shot at the beginning, and he pulls over a guy, and he's like, I see a Rorschach mask, you know, I, I need my weapon unlocked. So it's not like the, it's not as fascisty as like Watchmen was with the police, mm-hmm. where I felt like the police were a little more stormtroopery and like you know Gestapo in that aspect, or at least that's how I took it. You know, it's like in this one, it's a little more, there's a little more control on the police, a lot more regulations on it. 
So the cops can't use their weapons unless they get like super at like, you know, permission to do it. And the cops like talking to this uh, Rorschach, this dude who he thinks has a Rorschach mask and spoiler, he totally does. And he shoots the cop <laughs> and it's like keeps going. And like you run into you run into Regina King's character and she says she's a cook and you know, she says she used to be a cop until they, you know, said that cops didn't have to show their face because she got shot and so she quit. Well, she lied. She's still a cop. Spoilers. Some more. And, like, she's, like, Red Knight or some shit like that. And there's some other cops, like, Red Scare. And, I don't know, there's one dude that's wearing, like, sil a silver face mask that kind of reminds me of Rorschach, but it's, like, all silver. And, I don't know, it's, like, flashy Rorschach. Yeah. So is Rorschach, and like, a... a group of people at this point so all the dudes wearing the rorschach masks they call themselves the seven the seventh cavalry and they're a white supremacist group it's yeah man it's fucking weird and at one point like it rained fucking squid okay. i don't know why like they talk about like interdimensional attacks and stuff so it kind of reminds me of the book watchman ends with Ozymandias having that giant like squid monster, you know, invade like you know. Oh no, it's invading New York, and yeah, and that's what unites everybody. That was his plan, you know. And Doctor Manhattan has to go off to Mars. So you see Doctor Manhattan on Mars, like building and destroying cities. It's kind of weird, and he's just chilling there, I guess. And something else, man, like, it's definitely something else. Yeah, that's like weird. I said, the squid rain thing. Like she's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm not ready for this, and like it's completely normal that it's raining squid. I was like, this is odd. Yeah. Um, like I said, so they're attacking these guys, these 7th Cavalry dudes. Um, and I, I, man, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's happening, if I'm being dead honest with you. Are you going to continue watching it? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to watch it tonight if I get the chance. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I actually, I thought it was well done. The fight scene was really cool. And it's, it's there's something happening that I'm really interested in what's going on. Like, I don't want to spoil too much for you guys. Uh, like, the end of the episode, you're like, oh, shit, that happened. Okay. And... Uh, I, so I don't really know where they're going to go with episode two. Like, I, I feel like it's going to be one of those where, like, no characters say. Like, I felt the entire episode I kept thinking, like, characters were going to get offed. Right. So I think that there's going to be a, a moment where no character is safe. And I I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot of mysteries, which right now I'm like, I don't know what the hell is happening. Right. But, so, I mean, if, if it's reeling you in with with the mysteries and it you're, you're sitting there going, I, I'm probably going to watch it again. It's doing its job. Yeah, I'm definitely going back for a second episode. Um, I mean, it was shot really well. Okay. It looked really cool. There was a lot that, of cool stuff. That's like, really important to you. Yeah, a, like it wasn't like. Uh, I mean, I'll take something. I'll take shaky cam if it makes sense. Yeah. Like Cloverfield, I really enjoy, but this one shot really well. There's a really cool color saturation and color swatches across the board. Uh, they do a really good job, like switching from like light to dark and light to dark. Uh, the cinematography is really spot on. I felt the pacing was really cool. I have no idea what's happening, right. but it felt like it was really cooking. So but it I also enjoyed felt that. Like you aren't supposed to know what's happening yet. Definitely. Like there's this one scene where Jeremy Irons' character, who he's listed in the credits, it looked like is Ozymandias. Oh really? So I don't know if he's supposed to be the Ozymandias. Obviously, there's only one Ozymandias. Or but, if he's like the son of Ozymandias. No, well, he's definitely not the son. He's like an old man. Oh okay. So I'm guessing like somehow this is gonna tie in. I d I don't know. He's in this castle. And he's got two servants that are working for him. And, you know, they're like, oh, like, we love you, boss. Like, he rides in on a horse. And, like, for some reason, the one lady's, like, scrubbing him down where he's bare-ass naked writing on a typewriter. And then they're like, you have okay. a So Yeah, it's fucking weird. So I don't know where this is going to go, to be honest. And they give him a watch. And I'm like, oh, is that, like, the watch that connects to something about watches is happening? Like, they need, like, these lithium-ion batteries. And they talk about, they're like, oh, those old cancer batteries. And it reminds me a little bit of... 
the fact that Dr. Manhattan was all about, you know, he had the watch. And there's a lot of, like, you know, I mean, it's called Watchmen, of course. Right. You know, and it's like, there's a lot of, like, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. And it's just, there's something about, there's something I'm really, in, like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm really, I'm hooked. You're invested. So I'm definitely going to go back for episode two. Uh, and I'll probably watch the full season. Plus, they showed a trailer for His Dark Materials or whatever it's going to I think it's a, a natural material, something like that. It's going to be that show with, like, polar bears and shit. They made uh, The Golden Compass. Oh, okay. Um, it was a movie that was based on this book series, and it didn't do well. Right. But now HBO is, like, hoping you forget about that because they're making a TV series. And it looks pretty cool, too. Okay. So I'm keeping my HBO subscription. I thought I was going to get rid of it after Game of Thrones, and I just never did because I'm like, yeah, I can afford it right now. So I still have HBO, and now I'm watching Watchmen and this. I'm going to watch that, and I'll probably watch Westworld Season 3 when it comes back next year. Cool. Yeah, man, it was cool. I dug it. I dug it a lot. Anything else you've been up to, man? Uh, I mean, we played some D&D last night. That was a lot of fun. We did play some D&D last night. We played through the starter kit. Uh, ran through the seat of our pants Dude, a lot we of fucked it. up the starter kit is what we did to you. <coughs> uh, I don't really say you fuck it. I mean, the starter kit's kind of designed. Like, there's a lot of like, oh, if this happens, do this. If this yeah. happens, do this. So, I mean, thankfully, you guys didn't just hop on the cart and just keep going. <laughs> That's what I would, you know, it's like, you'd be like, well, let's go on to the city. I'd be like, well, okay, guys, we're, we're done. I guess we killed some goblins and called it a fucking day. Uh, you guys seemed like you had fun, at least. Oh, I, I was having a blast. I, it got to the point where I was laughing so hard, it actually hurt. Like, it physically hurt, and I was still laughing. Yeah, and I'm glad. I mean, I, that was the point of it. But, um, you know, backing up a little bit, we had uh, Squiggles and I were at a bachelor party last night for our good friend, John Hiller. He just got married. Uh, you know, congratulations, John and Katie. Good job, you guys. guys. And so we had the bachelor party uh, after the wedding just because of a groomsman that was coming in, the, uh, the best man. He was coming in from L.A., so we had to make sure that he was able to party and hang out with us. So we did it Saturday night after the wedding because we weren't doing anything crazy. It wasn't like, you know, fucking strippers and cocaine. It was D&D and Giordano's Pizza. Which was amazing. Yeah, it tasted great. I loved it. So we had a, we played tried Mysterium first. I don't think that was as big a hit. Like, it no, just it, it wasn't working. It, it wasn't. So, and that's I mean, that's the risk you run into sometimes. I always use Mysterium as a gateway game. Uh, there was just, I think there was too much happening. Yeah. So it was really hard. Like I had to keep going back to the deck and then going back. Cause I was at a different table cause there wasn't enough room for it. So we had a, <coughs> a rough go with that. And one. I had, I, I mean, I don't know why, but you and I were having a hard time connecting in Mysterium last night. Like I, I could not get any. I mean, I gave you a car with a straight up room on it and you, you couldn't did. pick made. Yeah. So it was fun. So yeah, like Mysterium, like it was just, it was not firing. It was a misfire on it. And then D and I thought was good. I was nervous because I'm like, wow, man, none of these guys have played D and The booze is flowing freely, and some of the guys had played D and D for the record. Uh, like Rick had played. Uh, I think Aaron had played before. It sounded like John played a little bit at one I point. I think Aaron said he'd played one session. John played maybe one session. So it sounds like everybody kind of played at some point, except, uh, John, except for John. John. And he had a blast. It looked like. Yeah, I think everyone had a good time. So it was, I mean, it's always fun to bring yeah. out the starter kit. And it's like, hey, guys, like, it's going to be a one shot. So fuck it. Like, here's some pre-gen characters. Just go in and do what you want. Like, once you figure out, like, oh, I like this. Because he used the shock and grasp a lot. I don't think he used an actual spell the entire time. Uh, he might have used one, but I don't think he, I don't <laughs> I don't, think he, actually I don't think did. he did. And, uh, yeah, so we did the D&D 5e starter kit, which takes place. Uh, we played through pretty much all of part one. We got through a goblin ambush, goblin trail, and then we ended up in the hideout. Not the Cragmaw Castle, but the Cragmaw hideout. Yeah. And uh, these idiots fucked around in the wolf den too long that finally I'm like, I got to move this shit along. So I had to make it so that they get caught. And I DM'd it, of course. And then we jumped up into the boss battle without ever setting foot into the rest of the cave. 
So yeah, that yeah. was that was intense among many things. Yeah, I think I missed some goblins for you guys. Like, I think I could have added more goblins, like based on the story setup. But yeah, screw it. Who gives a shit? We battled at least fifteen of at the, at that point. By the end of it, yeah, at least because I brought Aiden, Aiden at the end. There were two goblins. Up and then there were three more that came in. So 13. And that's part of the stuff that was up top. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. 15. 15 to 20 goblins overall. Had a good time with it. Yeah, overall, I thought it was a, it was a surprise hit. I wasn't sure how it was going to go when John asked it. Especially since he asked at 11 o'clock at night. Well, he, I mean, he asked before, you know, hey, right. can you prep this? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And I was a little nervous. I was like... So I don't know how bad based on the guys who are going to be there, how this is going to fucking go. Right. But it was, I had a fucking blast. Because we, we didn't know hardly anyone that was there. You met him at the wedding. I had met him. <coughs> you met him at the wedding. I met him I for mean, a minute. I mean, sort of met him at the yeah, wedding. Yeah, I met him for a minute, but. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I met most of the guys with the exception of like John and Anthony. I met them like the day of. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey guys, how you doing? Uh, welcome to the wedding. Uh, we're all the groomsmen. and But it was a good time overall. So D&D, man, bring in odd groups together no matter what. Yeah, D&D is great, man. I love it. And that that's why it just brings people together that you would never think could sit down and just sit down and hash out a game like that. Agreed. Let's see, what else did I do? I, uh, I got some more Lord of the Rings card game to the table the other day. That's cool. Aaron and I were playing. Uh, I think we lost. No, we won. We were playing a, uh, a Storm Chaser scenario. So the way the card game works is, you know, you get these different scenarios and sometimes you get like objectives like this one was we had to catch up to a ship. Uh, it's all based on Lord of the Rings, uh, like, like lore. And it was a good time, man. Like I was still playing my end deck because I haven't built a new one yet. And yeah, man, like if I get time, end decks are fucking super powerful if you have time. Okay. If you only have a couple minutes, like or, you know, you only get like one or two rounds to like really like set up for whatever the game is going to be. You'd be totally fucked. But if I can get about four rounds where I can just kind of set everything, get some resources. So you need a game that's going to last maybe eight to ten rounds. Uh, I mean, games can last way longer than that. Uh, it all depends. It just all depends on what the scenario is. Like sometimes a bunch of enemies come out. Sometimes you're just trying to quest through. Because the way the game works is you have quests. So each stage is like, you know, think of a different level. And you're like, okay, I need 18 points and I need to either find this objective or kill this guy. <clears throat> once I do that, I can move on to the next level. And then again, you know, you're going to need like 15 points and you're going to need to do whatever. And once you do that, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to fight your you quest your way through these enemies, locations, things like that. They're all trying to hinder you, of course. Right. So any characters that, you know, you put on the quest cannot be part of combat. Okay. So, you know, they're questing, they're adventuring in that aspect. So then you have to have characters set up for, you know, to defend you. Which, when you have Ents, Ents are pretty good defen uh, pretty good defensively and offensively. So, like, I get ants I get some of my Ents out that would be, like, four defense, which is going to be able to take whatever. And then, offensively, they'd be, like, four threes, or I could buff them for some things. Right. And so, they'd work out really well. So, if I can get about three or four Ents out, I can usually do pretty well. Because they also awesome. have okay quests. Like, Treebeard, one of my heroes, he can take damage so you can add more quest points to it. And you just you quest and you fight until you win or you lose. That's pretty much it. So some scenarios, there's one that's like goblins are just invading, right? And like immediately, there's like seven enemies, and so you got to start engaging them, or else you're gonna like get locked out. And it's a challenge. It is. It's a really interesting card game, though. Like it's one of the older LCGs, I believe. I think it came out in 2011 ish, and it's still getting it's still getting cycles published. 
That's awesome. So they used to do monthly cycles. Now they do like premium cycles. So every couple months, like, oh, here's the new set that's going to come out. <coughs> and it's still, it's very popular. Gen Con has a very strong player base. Oh, they have fellowship events still where like some game shops will be like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to have this scenario. Come on out and play it. You get like a game mat. You'll get this and that. And it's, it's a fucking blast. Like it's one of my favorite games to play with Aaron. Sounds like one I would enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good old card game. Uh, LCGs I love because if you were into card games at any point, LCGs have that card game scenario. So, like, the only difference is instead of buying packs, like, uh, CCGs, you know, you'd buy packs and you'd hope, oh, man, I really hope I don't get shit in this pack. You would get, you get everything that everyone else gets. So, if I buy, and then I think I was talking about it once, you know, the things I do for love in Game of Thrones, I'm always going to get, you know, like, three of this, three of this, three of this. Right. And so it opens the deck pool up to everybody. Like, if I want something, I buy that pack specifically. If one pack's not going to work for me or I don't need it, like a lot of times for Game of Thrones, they'll just be like, hey, here's two different cards in the Lannisters or two different cards in the set. Well, I'll buy it eventually, but unless I think I'm going to need it now, like those two cards aren't going to make a difference to my deck build. Right. And it's not like I'm buying because I'm like, oh, I hope I can trade this, you know, um, I don't know, certainly into somebody because there's no trading in that. Maybe if you get some promo art cards, there's something, but there's really nothing like that in these games, which I really enjoy. Yeah, I hate just, I hate a game where you you try to play and you have to. I mean, it's pay to play basically. I, I hate a card game where it's pay to play where you you know I don't have the money, so I don't have the good cards, so I'm gonna lose every time. Well, it's not even pay to play. Sometimes it's just it's a lock. Like you know, I mean, the more money you pay, of course, the more luck you're gonna have because you know right. each booster box is gonna have I don't know like X amount, like one secret rare in it, and the secret rares were usually decent cards. But it's like oh, I don't have the money to put into this, so like, am I gonna get lucky in the you know this box of thirty two? So, I mean, you could buy 20 packs, and I could buy one pack, and I could still get the best card out of all the packs pulled. True. But it's like, I don't fucking know. But then you have the guys that go down and hunt down those specific cards and that are just paying the money for those Oh, yeah, the people that cards. can just afford it and buy it. Like, I remember when Yu-Gi-Oh! came out, and you'd be like, oh, my God, Gemini Twins. Yep. Because, you know, you could just summon that card out. You didn't have to sacrifice anything for it. It was a 1900. So, no, you're definitely right about that. You are yeah. definitely right about that. And I hated that. I hated playing against those people that were like, well, I just went and bought this card, so now I'm going to use this card because it's amazing. And I'm like, I don't have the opportunity to play that. And it kind of upset, upset me a lot when I was playing those card games. To an extent, some of the old clicks-based games had that, but I felt there was more strategy to them. Yeah. Because the old clicks games like Mech Warrior, Mage Knight, Hero Clicks, which is still going actually, uh, you could play those games. You'd open them up and you'd hope for, uh, you know, you'd hope for a really good one, of course. Like maybe your uh, Mech Warrior usually you got one mech, two tank, uh, tank, and two infantrymen. Okay. And you'd really hope that you were getting, you know, oh god, I hope I'm getting a unique mech, but. You didn't always need, like, I think at the end, my regular army was, uh, I didn't run any uniques in it. Oh, yeah? So I just had some shock troopers. I had a couple, uh, they were called Legionnaire mechs, because they were really good at infiltrating. So, like, there was a lot more tactics, I felt, to, like, the clickbait, because they're miniatures games. Right. So it's not just, you know, a card game where it's like, oh, this is my engine, I built it here. Like, you can still outfox the opponent, and you still had things like, uh, Peasant Company was the weakest infantry unit now, in the game. And something like that, a unique... Thing may help you out, but if you if you think tactically, if you know how to, to play <coughs> your specific crew or your specific army, you 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 have you can win against a unique character or unique uh, mech or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would give you advantages, and you know, it all depended on like you know what kind of factions you were using as well. Like, I used a faction that didn't have a lot of repair markers in it, which meant that I was able to play. And if I took a you know a, a, a mech out that would help 
uh, with a repair unit, I could usually repair him all the way up to full health because there were just bars that'd be like, all right, you can't repair past this. But, you know, they were like, oh, we just scrap all of our pieces, like, in lore. So, like, these guys can repair all the way up. So a lot of my guys, so my mechs, if I did that, my heavy hitters would be just dive out, attack, and then run back and try to heal up. Right. So it was fun, man. I miss I miss playing Mech Warrior. But I tell you what, that's kind of why I like Keyforge so much is because even though everything is kind of completely unique, it, you still have the chance of getting a lot of the same stuff. So it, it's very strategy-based, and it, the more you play with each deck, the more you'll get better with each deck. Oh yeah, like the big thing was when they announced Keyforge is Richard Garfield's like, I want you to be able to get, I want to go back to the days when you had to learn your deck. You know, you're like, oh, this is what makes my deck great. It's not just, oh shit, they've got a really good deck. I'm going to make that deck and copy it completely. It's, you know, I want to learn what makes my Martian Sanctum Logos deck tick. Right. And you learn how it works. And that's one of my, uh, that's my, one of the things I love about Keyforge as well. That, that beast deck that I've got is, <coughs> is going to be the one I play the most often right now. Because that one was a power hitter. And that was a very good deck for me. Yeah, I want to get out... Uh, Let's see, Worlds Collide is going to come out, I think, next week, actually. It's going to be the next set. It makes me sad because they're retiring. Well, they're uh, they're vaulting Martians and Sanctum for a little bit, which those are my two favorite houses. Yeah, but those are also the two houses that are in just about every deck there is. Uh, not really. I mean, there's, a, there's, what, seven different houses. So, you know, like the I'm not sure what the probability is, but I have a couple decks that aren't that don't have any Martian or Sanctum in them. Like, Martian's my favorite. They're glass cannons. They're super strong, but they're easy to defeat. Yeah. And, you know, that all depends on what the right cards are. You're yeah. just mad because my Martians kick your ass, usually. Dude, your Martians just absolutely obliterate me every time. Yeah, they they have that tendency to do that to people. Because you, you, you've you got that kind of Martian deck, too, that, that you can play one, and then all of a sudden you've got 60 other cards that are coming out of the deck for you. Uh, I get very lucky in my draws. That definitely helps. And then some of my one deck has like the brainstem that allows me to attach to a different character. And then when I play more Mars characters, yeah, uh, I take full advantage. Like when I play you and Aaron and Eric, you guys don't archive, like either your decks don't allow you to, or you don't do it. Right. So I take full advantage of being able to archive my cards. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to set up for like two or three moves in the future. I so, think one of my one of my decks allows me to archive, but I haven't really figured out how to do that because I've only played with it one time. So I haven't really figured out how to archive with that particular deck yet. <laughs> yeah, so, well, and again, once I get to play a little more, maybe I'll start to understand this deck a little better. Maybe I'll start to you know play different things to actually help me win. But Maybe. Like I, just, I said, I gotta find the find the time to play. That's yeah, the big thing. I fucking haven't played in a while either. I think the last time I played Keyforge was with might have been with you, maybe it's Aaron. Been a couple months. Yeah, uh, it's been a, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. I played at that tournament I think last month. Okay. And I was able to. I, I took. I won that sealed tournament. And then there's a a prime qualifier. I'm kind of thinking about going out to. It's gonna be a. It's called sealed triad. So what happens is you're gonna draw three. You're gonna get three decks. Three uh -huh. sealed decks. You're going to. <laughs> Put all three Archons up so that your opponent can see what is in the decks. And then you're going to pick one of theirs and they're going to pick one of yours that you can't play. You then have to win two out of three of the tournament of the games, but you have to win them with each deck. Okay. So you have to have one win with each of your decks. And it, it sounds insane. I don't know how it's going to completely work. And you're supposed to be able to do this in an hour and a half. So I'm very intrigued by it, and I'm hoping to get out to the tournament. An hour, I mean, I could see playing two de two decks in an hour and a half sometimes, because that, that game can can last a while. Uh, it can last. They, I mean, they say that the games shouldn't go more than about half an hour. 
So, I, I, but I mean, the, the the last time you and I played, it went it went close to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to tournament rules. Yeah. Because it's uh it's premium tier. So not only that, uh, when you go out, you have to make sure you have all the keys, all the amber of your own. Can't use any dice for tokens, and you have to have uh, opaque backed uh, card sleeves. So it's a sealed. So even though it's a sealed tournament, you have to bring enough card sleeves for three different decks. So you're bringing about 112, I think. Wow. I don't know. I'm trying to think off like how many cards are in. I'm not sure how many cards are in a deck. 20. No, there's 37 cards to a deck, I think. So yeah, you got to bring uh, fucking. Yeah. At least 100. 100. Yeah. Yeah, 112 you're going to want to bring. Because you want to bring some extras, too. Yeah. 111, I think, would be all together. Yeah, 21, 90 plus. Uh, yeah. God, dude, it's crazy. But that's how it's going to work, the premium tier. So I haven't done anything big or crazy with Keyforge. Uh, the Amber Shards payout's pretty crazy, too. Because the way Amber Shards work, there's like a prize wall. So if you go to an Amber to a Volt tour, you can be like, oh, I have 300 Amber. And you can trade that in for a playmat or a chair or, I don't know, squishies. I don't know. Like, whatever the hell you want. That's cool, though. It is cool. I mean, I really like the game, and I'm looking forward to the new set. I want to get some dinosaurs. Dinosaurs I don't really cool. care about the Star Trek people in it. Because the new sets are going to be Saurian and Star Alliance. I, de I, de I definitely want to get some dinosaur stuff, because that sounds amazing. A dinosaur beast deck sounds like it would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be a really fun time. I think they'll, depending on how it goes, Brobnar and Dinosaur could have some same keywords, mm -hmm. which could be really cool because they're warriors and they're monsters. So, ah, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens, but I'm really excited for the next sets to come out. Plus, like I said, I just like Keyforge. It's a really good time. Right? Oh, man. Let's see. So, uh, I think that's all I really got to chat about right now, man. Yeah, Nothing else crazy happened too. in my life. Uh, I think I think me as well. Moving so, into the news? Moving into the news. All yeah. right, man. The first news article I came across was uh, people wearing Star Trek uniforms. In space. What? Yes! Yeah, it's super cool. So uh, if you guys haven't heard anything, um, there are a bunch of female astronauts up on the space station. And uh, astronaut Samantha, I'm going to really butcher this name. I'm so sorry. Uh, Christo Ferretti. Maybe I got it right. Maybe. It seems fairly straightforward, but you never know. Uh, she wore a Star Trek Voyager uniform in space, which is super awesome. She She's also, um, they, in that article, it says she, she uh, back when uh, Spock had passed away, she went on Twitter in her uniform giving the, the uh, Vulcan salute, and, like, it, when it, yeah, I mean, that that's awesome. That yeah, right she's a Star Trek awesome. fan. How nice is that? And she, she's bringing coffee into space, so that was, like, her quote. Uh, there's coffee in that nebula. Yep. Oh, it's so cool, man. Yeah, so she wore a Star Trek Voyager uniform in outer space. Talk about letting your geek flag fly. She flew it to space, man. I think how awesome, man. That's just super fucking cool. Um, yeah, they talked about the uh, Vulcan salute she gave for Leonard Nimoy after he passed mm -hmm. away. And I mean, that's just, it's so awesome. Like, I think that if you get the chance to go to outer space and you can do something like that, like, why wouldn't, wouldn't you? you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, I don't know what the rules are for what personal aspects you can take into outer space with you. Like, I like to think she actually smuggled aboard the space station <laughs> just so she could be like, nah, man, it's going to be fucking awesome when I take a picture of this. So uh, Starfleet would be proud. Uh, she literally wore it under her space suit to get in. <laughs> yeah, no one knows. No one knew. Uh, it'd be fucking phenomenal. So I thought that was super cool, though. I was like, holy shit, that's so fucking nifty. Right. And I mean, she just looks so happy in the picture, too, which I, I mean, I think it's because she's floating around outer space. Right. I'd be pretty happy about that as well. But again, we always talk about how you let your geek flag fly. Oh, definitely. I mean, what more? Hers. Yeah, she flew she, her straight to the fucking orbit, man. She she flew hers to the last known. Uh, I'm going to I'm butchering this line now, but the, the, the final frontier, the final frontier. That's the one space, the final frontier. Yep. 
Oh, man. How do you butcher that? It's classic. No, man. It's been a long day. Sure. That's what we're going to say it is. Oh, man. The next one actually gets me just as excited uh, talking about her geek flag, man. There was a big announcement from Funimation. Actually, when I was editing the last episode. Yeah. Uh, last oh, Sunday, yeah, we it was finished like up. five minutes after we, we had finished up. Yeah, we finished up, and I'm starting to edit the episode, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. I almost did, like, you know, da-da-da-da-da, breaking news. <laughs> Fucking, uh, they announced that Dub Piece is finally coming back. That's awesome. <clears throat> so we talked about it a little bit ago, uh, you know, dub versus sub and how you feel about that. I was like, hey, you know, I watch uh, Dub Piece. I watched dubbed Funimation's One Piece, and it ended at episode 574, and we hadn't fucking seen it in ages. It's been maybe a year and a half since the last one came out. Well, they were like, we've heard you. It's finally coming back, and we're <laughs> going to continue working on it. So they didn't say when, but with One Piece Stampede and One Piece, uh, One Piece Stampede's the movie that's in theaters right now. And the 20th anniversary of One Piece being celebrated, I think that we are going to see it probably by the end of November. Like, I bet you by Thanksgiving, I'll be able to watch the... They said they're going to be 13 that launch at once. That's going to take us into... Uh, what is it? Punk Hazard. Okay. So it's going to take us into the Punk Hazard arc, and then they'll start releasing them at a steady, steady clip after that, which they've got to catch up, man. I mean, like I said, One Piece, the regular series, is at, you know, 900 and some right 900? now. Yeah, it's over 900. So I really, uh, I need some One Piece, man. It's I want to see what's going on. 20 years old, close to a thousand episodes, couple of movies, plenty of a video couple, games. Couple, Jesus. I think there's 20 movies out, man. Probably. There are a lot. They, they're at the point where a bunch of movies were just retelling old arcs. Yeah. And I know they're, I mean, they were still dubbing it. That was the thing. So it wasn't like they weren't using the voice actors because they just did, um, what was it? Uh, 3D2Y. Okay. Which is... <laughs> before the time skip uh spoilers for those of you that aren't watching one piece or maybe aren't there yet um there's a time skip that happens where everyone trains up and they get fucking awesome and unlike other animes where they're like oh you know the time skip uh we just you know had some stuff happen this time skip doesn't fuck around zoro like loses an eye sanji learns how to fucking fly chopper becomes an awesome doctor Fucking Luffy learns how to harness a bunch of fucking energy. It is fucking incredible. Nami I mean, becomes a weather witch. I was going to say the, the biggest difference is probably... Um, uh, Frankie. I, well, yeah, Frankie, but I was thinking more of um, Usopp. Ah. Usopp just got ripped, man. He, he just went to the gym for a thousand hours. <laughs> well, that's because he gets super fucking fat because he's on like Spaghetti Island for a little bit. Yeah. Nah, man, I would say it's Frankie, because Frankie goes from, like, where, you know, just being like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, he's a buff dude to start with, but then he gets, like, the big bulbous arms and everything, yeah. and he, like, Frankie looks like a legit cyborg after this. Yeah. So I think Frankie probably looks the most different. Usopp definitely looks different, but Frankie's the one for me that I'm like, holy shit, look at that difference. Oh, it's so good, and I, I love One Piece. I'm very happy that it's coming back. I'm hoping... I need to I need to keep get back into watching it. I stopped watching it for a little while, and then all of a sudden I hadn't watched it for a couple months, and now it's been close to like six or seven months. I need oh. to just get back to it. I think I devoured the first 574 episodes of One Piece in maybe a year. Maybe. Like I said, I never got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm going to keep... I watched a few episodes past that, but I, I couldn't focus in on the subbing. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm just hoping they come back with some dub piece one day or it's going to end and I'll just fucking start subbing it, I guess. I don't know. It is the only anime that I watched subbed. So. Oh, that. my God. I can't wait. I am so excited for this one to come back. So I'm hoping sooner rather than later, of course. <coughs> um, speaking of things, though, that are coming out, we've got free Disney Plus. Yeah. For Verizon users. Okay. 
I'm a Verizon user. Me too. So uh, if you use Verizon Unlimited, apparently uh, there's going to be an option to get Disney Plus for free. I know they did this with Netflix a year or two ago. Um, so, I mean, but that was just for new users. Yeah, I think it was just new. This is for, there's going to be a straight up deal with, I think they said like 47, 53, something like that. Like it, it's one split of the users is going to, almost half of them are going to be able to use Verizon Unlimited for or uh, Disney Plus for free. Which is cool. I've already paid for Disney Plus, so because I was super jacked for it. So I'm like, I want to watch The Mandalorian and I want to watch all these TV shows. Right. But fuck it. If I'm going to get a free year, I'm hoping that it just kind of stacks. Yeah. I'm really hoping because if it stacks, hell's to the yeah. We have like two or three years. But so think that about how free. much, how much, how many people are going to be able to watch it now that were maybe on the fence about it before. Maybe they they didn't quite have the money for it or weren't quite thinking about the money for it at that time. That's in, that's incredible to, to say, hey, we're going to give it to you for free for a year. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to pay for it. Like, there's some sort of deal out there that means that Verizon's going to pay for it. So Disney's going to have a huge influx of cash when this launches. Plus, there's maybe, I mean, I'm already in the bag for it. You're already in the bag for it. Right. But maybe someone like my aunt or a cousin or somebody that's not, like, the biggest. Like, well... I have been interested in seeing some of these movies. Some of the older <clears throat> ones, at least. Or maybe they're babysitting, or maybe they have a young child. I'm like, well, I guess I might as well put on, like, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I definitely see that this is going to be a big boon for a lot of people. I think people are going to be excited about it. And like I said, it's free for me. So, if I hadn't right. already paid for the service, I'd be even more ecstatic, because that's 70 bucks a year I'd be saving. Right. But, hey. And that's, that can be huge sometimes. Oh, man. I'm not going to bitch, though. Oh, no. Oh, Disney Plus, November 12th. I'm really looking forward to that one. Let's see some other news we have. We've got Star Wars ticket sales. Did you see those? Star Wars. I did not. This I, I glimpsed at it. And <coughs> I saw uh, Rise of the Skywalker is, on, is outselling Avengers Endgame. It sure the fuck is. So uh, for everybody that said they weren't coming back after Last Jedi, I guess it's good that I kept the seat warm for you. <laughs> uh, you know, because come on, welcome back, kids. Uh, you guys can sit right here. Uh, we saved your seats for you. We're looking forward to having you at the theaters with us. Uh, I'll be honest, I think some of it's going to be people who are just going because they want to bitch on it some more. Maybe. Uh, and I'll be honest, too. Last Jedi, I really enjoyed it when I first saw it. It has soured on me over the past couple years. Okay. Uh, the movie itself, like, I really enjoyed the raid part. Uh, I, I liked Luke Skywalker stuff. Like, I know some people shit all over that and didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of weird that he was drinking, like, fucking weird Space Walrus breast milk. But whatever. I'm not here to judge you, Luke. Like, that's what you want to do. Whatever. You do you. Uh, I did not like the, and I didn't, the actress I thought was fine, but the Rose Finn shit, I didn't like. Mostly because that storyline in my world pays off and you get Lando Calrissian. Yeah. I don't, I didn't like the character that, uh, I think it was what, Del Toro was playing. Like, he did some clicks, and he did that weird shit, and he, like, got, I did not like that character at all. Like, I felt like, oh, we gotta find this certain guy, and I was convinced, like, I'm sitting there like, oh, dude, they're gonna go find Lando. Yeah. Like, they're looking for some fucking, like, sweet-talking dude who's good at shit. It's gonna be fucking Lando, totally. It was not Lando, and that was really disappointing to me, and so, I, I just, I don't know, man, like, the end of it, like, the little boy was Force-sensitive, or, like, they're spreading hope to the people, I don't know, and there were, it was just, I did not like that storyline. I didn't dig it at all. I felt... I was really invested in what Poe was doing aboard the starship. I was really invested in what Ray was doing. And then the Kylo Ren, like, Snoke fight was fucking sweet. I dug all that. I even enjoyed the part where I didn't like General Hoda, but whenever she, like, blew up that fucking Super Star Destroyer by jamming, by crashing into it, like, going into the light speed, I was like, this is fucking sweet. Yes. But, man, that Rose and Finn shit, I was just, I was not down with it. And I, it's neither actor's fault. I just felt it was just, I felt it was a poor subplot. 
Bad writing will do that, though. Yeah, and I mean, I feel bad for her, because afterwards, a lot of people gave her shit. Yeah. And, like, she seems like a really nice lady. Uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but she seems super nice, and she, like, went to Star Wars Celebration this year, and it seemed like there was a big, like... Like, she jumped off social media. Like, she took, she was really hurt by, like, the fan yeah. backlash. People were, like, fucking calling for her death and just horrible shit. Yeah, and it, I mean, that's... It's not like she wrote the fucking scenes. Like, it's not yeah. like, you know, she just got cast to be in Star Wars. Like, that'd be like if you or I got cast in Star Wars and people hated our shit so much that they were like, fucking die. Yeah. That would, that would be <laughs> terrible. That would be awful. And, I mean, as a fan, in general, why are we not happy for those people? Yeah, I mean, I would be stoked for you. Like, if you got cast in Star Wars, even if I felt I was like, man, that writing did not do you any favors. Right. I would be super jazzed for you. And same way, like, I'm really happy. Like, I'm, I'm happy that she's still doing it. I'm really happy that she didn't take whatever shit happened and was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not coming back. Right. And and that she, I mean, I know I know she, she went off social media for a long time. I'm not even sure if she ever came back to it, really. But I have no idea. I don't either. But I know she went off social media. I know, but to have to force somebody to go off social media is too much, is way too much. But the fact that she did it and said, I'm going to focus on what I can do better for this franchise. That means a lot. <laughs> well, I think it was just to get away actors. from people. Well, like, that too, but. So, there's that. I mean, like I said, I really, I, I want Rise of Skywalker to be amazing. Yeah. Like, I want this movie to be the best fucking movie in the series. And I think, like, a lot of people going into this, like, oh, man, I really hope it's fucking terrible. I'm like, why would you hope it's terrible? Like, why is this thing that you love, do you hope it's, the? why do you hope it's garbage? Like, I can understand some of the problems that you have with Last Jedi and Force Awakens. And Solo, don't get me started. I didn't like Solo. But it's, like, why would we want these things to fucking fail? Like, if these fail, then people are going to stop putting money into it. Yeah. And it's not just this. Like, if Star Wars fails, why would they keep putting money into other sci-fi films? Right. And I like sci-fi a lot. I really want there to be more space epics like Star Wars. And D Disney is, since Disney owns Star Wars, Disney's going to look at it and go, it's not a moneymaker. Obviously, nothing else along that line is going to be. Yeah, like, I mean, people shit on it, but it's like, I want to go to the Gal to Galaxy's Edge in Disney World. Right. Like, I want to get, like, the fucking, like, the thermal detonator Cokes, and I want to do that fucking touristy shit and build a lightsaber, because that shit just Fuck sounds yeah. cool. Like, they spend the money so that I can have these experiences. Fuck yeah, man. At least I'm I can do is spend 15 bucks on a movie ticket, because I'm going to spend more money with them. Right. I want it to happen. I just, I don't know, man. Like, people just, people get so excited about hating on shit that, like... You know, like, oh, I love this, but fuck you. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's <coughs> That, to me, almost seems like the, the old school mentality of, I knew it before you did, so I know it was cool before, or I was cool with it before you were, so I hope it fails just so, because now it's popular. Like, Maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah, get that I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. On that note, though, like, did you see the trailer for the new Star Wars? I have not. Oh, have my not God. You haven't watched it yet? No, I have not. Oh, my God. So, it. when this is done, man, you got to go back and watch it. We'll do. I'm almost tempted to pause this shit so you can watch it right now. <laughs> like, it's so fucking good. If you haven't seen it, listeners, pause this shit and go watch it. Don't worry. We'll be right back. We'll, we'll, we'll be. be here. Do, 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 do. You back? Holy shit. Was that fucking awesome or what? <laughs> Oh my god, it looks so fucking cool. Like, they're fighting on some fucking ocean planet in the fucking ruins of the Death Star. C-3PO has, like, fucking red eyes, and he's just like... Squiggles still hasn't watched it, by the way. He didn't take that pause. And he's like, fucking, you know, what are you, what are you doing, C-3PO? You know, I'm looking at my friends. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, what's fucking gonna happen? What's gonna... C-3PO gonna get fucking destroyed? I don't fucking know! But, oh my god, I'm fucking... I am so ready for this movie. 
Uh, so uh, yeah, man, I am I am in the bag again. I am back. I'm ready to see what's going on. There's some weird shit that's going on. Like that one trailer had Ray with like a fucking switchblade lightsaber. <laughs> Don't know what's up with that shit, but fuck it, I'm gonna find out. Is she cool with Kylo? Is she not cool with Kylo? I don't know. Are they on Endor? I mean, Fuck I saw something I that said uh, uh, Star Wars has Star Wars and Disney's put out that Kylo has actually surpassed Vader in everything he's done. Like he is now more evil, more bad than Vader ever was. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see what he's done between the movies because yeah. before that, like, what had I don't know? Like Vader, like Kylo Ren, just he seemed he's always seemed a little underdeveloped to me personally. Like, okay, you know, he has Luke and, uh, uh, yeah, he's Luke's son. No, he's Hans and Leia's son. That'd be weird if it was Luke and Leia. Yeah. You know, so he's fucking Ben Solo. All right. And he's a fallen Jedi apprentice. All right. And he joined up with some bad guys. All right. But, like, what else? What has he really accomplished? Like, this Knights of Ren shit is still something that we don't have a lot of knowledge of. True. <clears throat> and, I mean, I want more. I want to know what the Knights of Ren are. I'm really hoping they tell me in this fucking movie. Like, one of my biggest things is I feel like Ryan Johnson, Star Wars for The Last Jedi... He didn't mesh as well with J.J.'s Star Wars. Like, J.J. had what happened in Force Awakens, and then they kind of had, like, all right, this is where we're going. But it didn't, they didn't talk as many times as they should have. And so, like, Last Jedi comes out, and J.J.'s like, oh, man. Cool, there's some plot points I got to fix up again. Because I don't feel like Ray's parents, I don't feel that plot point's done. But there is the possibility that that Kylo Ren was lying when he's like, oh, you know, your parents are just fucking just shitty junkies that sold you. Yeah. Well, maybe he's lying. I don't think she I don't think she's Obi-Wan's daughter or any shit like that. Like people are maybe she's related to Obi-Wan. I don't think that. But we'll see, I guess. Like they're going to finish this. And I don't know what they mean by the by the saga comes to an end. But uh, well, if nothing else, the, the Skywalker saga needs to come to an end yeah no i mean it's kind of weird like the skywalker saga i'm 30 yeah and i remember as a kid the first time i saw star wars my mom was like hey check this shit out it's fucking awesome now is this original star wars original star wars like uh the prequels came out they would have come out when i was around 10 i think so like i mean before that like i'm talking like five Five, or six six. like the first time i remember seeing star wars my mom was like oh yeah george lucas wanted to make this like nine part fucking epic Right. You know, she's like, oh, yeah, this is just the middle stories. You know, you know, the, there's more stories to this. And I'm like, OK. And then, the, you know, the prequels came out. I remember seeing Phantom Menace. Like, well, I don't know about this fucking story George was trying to tell. <laughs> and I mean, the prequels are OK. Like, I'm not a, I'm not I don't forgive them for like all the sins they have, but I don't hate them as much as other people do. Dude, there is still 20 minutes in the second second prequel in the um, in. <coughs> I can't even think of the name of it at this one in, in the second. Attack prequel, of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. There is still about 20 minutes that I've never seen because I've always fallen asleep and I've woken up at a couple of different parts. So I've seen most of the movie, but there's about 20 minutes in that movie I've never seen because I keep falling asleep in that movie. Well, I mean, you're not really missing much. Like, you know, uh, fucking Anakin and Obi-Wan, they chase a dude, they get assigned to hang out with Padme, you know, then they're like, Anakin, take her to fucking Naboo and him and Padme go to Naboo and fucking Obi-Wan's like, I'm going to go find out what's going on out here. And he goes and finds some clones and he's like, well, this is fucking weird. I'm going to go to this other planet, which is Genosis. And yeah, Padme and Anakin are like, some shit's happening. I got to go to Tatooine. And he goes to Tatooine. He kills a whole bunch of sand people because they killed his fucking mom. And then he's like, <laughs> you know, some actual solid acting from Hayden Christensen there. Like when his mom dies, I'm like, man, this is fucking believable. Yeah. Like, so I just, you know, shout out to Hayden Christensen on that. Show. Now that, that part I've seen, there's just, there, but there's a 20 minute so then chunk they in that movie towards the end, end of that movie that I, I still haven't seen. Yeah. yeah then they, they hear from Obi-Wan and they're like, oh shit, we got to go to Genosis. The, um, most, mostly the Senate stuff that I haven't seen. 
I don't think there's a lot of there's not a lot of Senate stuff in that one if I don't think of it. it uh, again, it's just about twenty minutes worth. Like so I think I the biggest know. crazy thing that happens in that one is, uh, yeah, they put the order out there. Like Jar Jar puts the order out there that allows Palpatine to assume more control. I think is that happened in that one, <clears throat> or does that happen in the next one? I don't know which one that happens Either in way. specifically. Because I mean, I do I do avoid some of the Senate shit. But yeah, it's like, uh, I just told you pretty much all the shit you really need to know about. It's Act of Clones, though. Then they get to Genosis, and everything on fucking Genosis is fucking sweet once they get to the fucking Gladiator Pit. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to that Gladiator Pit, and all the Jedi fucking start doing shit. Oh, man, that fucking, the end of that movie's fucking awesome. Mace Windu and Yoda just fucking kicking ass all over the Gladiator Hell yeah, pit. man. Fucking, fucking Yoda's awesome. like, I'm gonna fucking go over here, and I'm gonna do this shit. I fucking love it. I like the clone troopers. I like the fucking sci-fi-ness of that shit. Oh, man, I am all about the fucking, I'm all about the Battle of Genosis, man. So, I love that shit. And then, I mean, Revenge of the Sith is cool. It opens up with a pretty cool dogfight. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, it gets kind of weird. Like, you know, Anakin, I mean, obviously we knew Anakin was going to be bad anyway. But, like, at no point did Anakin really ever question his, like, internal demons whenever the fucking, like, this weird little old man's like, oh, good job, you got Dooku, kill him. It's like, wait, what? Are you sure about that? Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck it, we won't tell anybody about this shit. And then you have, you have what is it, Order 44, where it's, is that is that the actual number? Oh man, you hurt my you hurt I, me sometimes. I'm so bad with 44. It's order 66 that Order 66. Ex- yeah, man. Execute order 66 that mm-hmm. has all the fucking troopers kill the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you hurt. I, you I'm, hurt yeah, me. Yeah, I hurt myself with that. Oh one. my god. <laughs> order 66, but he doesn't question it at all. He's he's just Yep, let's do that. Well, at that point he's already Sith, man. It's always like, "All right, this is yeah. what we got to do." Like, you, you need me to kill some children? Fuck it. I'll kill some children. Why not? Cuz that's exactly what Padme would want. She wants you to kill children. So he makes some poor fucking choices. And that's the problem with the prequels, like I said. Yeah. You know, it's like they're they're not exactly telling the best Anakin story here. It's like, well, that's that's what you got going on, huh? So it's now, almost like they're telling Anakin's story from someone else's perfect perspective. Well, I mean, he's like a main character. Yeah. I mean, he pop like in the second and third one. The first one, he's kinda a secondary character. I would say he's a supporting role. Yeah. But second and third, I mean, it's very clearly his story, I think. It, it is very clearly his story. It just sometimes because, like you said. <laughs> I mean, like we said, there, he doesn't question anything. It almost seems like it's his story from someone else's perspective. This is the bad guy. This was always going to be the bad guy. He had, and he never questioned himself about being the bad guy. It's almost as if someone else is telling the. It's almost as if someone else is question or uh, telling the story that you know he never questions who he is, and he's just the bad guy. Uh, I mean, I maybe I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of shit they could have done with those movies, I think. Uh, you know, there's a lot of problems with them. There's a lot of issues that it's like, okay. But you also have to think about the fact that I I mean, it's one of those I think Stephen King says that every character has a backstory. Mm-hmm. We don't need it. Like, you know, you don't need that backstory. Like, nobody fucking needs it. We don't give a shit. Like, just go with the story that you have right here. Maybe some snippets here and there, but you don't need to give that backstory. Right. And like Vader is this fucking hardcore badass in the original trilogy. And then in the sequel, like the prequels, he's not really. Right. Like he's just, he's a bit of a whiny little like kid. He's just like, all right, that's cool. Cool. Thanks, Vader. I'm glad you're awesome like that. <clears throat> and then like Rogue One does the, you know, they try to make him a badass again, where they make him fucking with that scene in the rebel ship where it's like he's way more badass than anything you see Vader do ever, I think. Mm hmm. That's just fucking awesome because he just rips through those rebel troopers. And I mean, I'm a big fan. I really like, I love Lord Vader and I, I don't like Anakin as much. 
And I mean, I, I hope that, you know, tying it all back together, I hope that the rise of Skywalker, I hope it tell it tells a fitting story end. Yeah. Like they're trying to cap off it, something that's been doing, you know, fucking forever. 40 been, years yeah, worth it's been of going stuff. forever. And I, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be up there in a cinematic years. level with, I would say it's going to be on a cinematic level of something like Avengers, like yeah. Endgame. Like they're trying to cap off this epic saga that's been told over the past 40 plus years. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll really Hopefully see what happens. Really well. I, I mean, I can't, I only hope the best for it. And uh, let's see. I've got a couple more news stories, but I think the only one that's really important to mention would be Punisher might be making a return. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. And not just Pun- Punisher, but uh, John Barenthal Punisher. Yeah. Uh, so what's looking perfect as, as Punisher. Oh, he was fantastic. So what it's looking like right now is that the MCU, Kevin Feige, is looking at some way to bring the uh the john bernthal punisher into the mcu either with a continuation of marvel series or maybe somewhere in the movies themselves and it, there's all already a good theory and i think the uh the directors had actually um semi-confirmed it that frank castle punisher is the guy in the van in um winter soldier that you see the you see this van pop up twice that stops winter soldier from doing something and it's Punisher in the van. They could, but they didn't have the right to say that at the time. So I don't know, man. I guess that it's, it's one of those weird, weird ones. But that that has. If you been, say that shit, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. Same way, I don't like when they're like, "Oh, Peter Parker was definitely the little kid in the Iron Man mask." Like they say that about Iron Man too, and I don't like that either. Like I just, it doesn't gel. It just doesn't jam for what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, no. Like, you can say that now, but it's like, and you can retcon a lot of shit, mm-hmm. which they totally have. Like, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, they retcon fucking <clears throat> Mysterio into, you know, they're like, oh, this is what's happening. Like, oh, yeah, no, he totally, you know, he created Barf and he did this and it worked really well. Yep. They've never done that with the movies. Like, you can say it all you want, but un- until you actually retcon it into the movies, I, for me, it doesn't, I don't believe it. I'm not like, yeah, this right. doesn't work for me. So what I would like to see, though, is I'd really like them see the Punisher in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, I think that if you tell, if you bring him into the MCU in the last Spider-Man movie that you're going to be doing with Tom Holland, I think that's the story to tell. I think you've got a great story there. I, I agree with you completely. You know, go into Amazing 129 and do yeah. that. Like, everyone already wants Craven. Well, what if we don't have Craven? What if we have that? Or what if we have two guys trying to kill Spider-Man? Because they're like, oh, Peter Parker, huh? Yeah. I think that'd be fucking incredible. And that's where I would really like to see him pop back into the MCU if they're going to do it. I would like, and I know, I know you've heard me say this a thousand times. I know it's probably never going to happen. I'd like to see him in the Thunderbolts. I thought that storyline was incredible. He wasn't. He was kind of the, you know, he's in, in the a book with Deadpool, and he's the crazy character. Like he's he's the one that goes off, off the rails, and I would like to see that too because you've got, you've got, you know, you could have John Barenthal be Frank Castle and be so so strict about I'm taking down everybody that you have guys like, you know, maybe Deadpool, if you want to bring him in at this point, but you have guys like that and that are going maybe slow down just a minute. I don't know. I just, I don't feel that we see that we see that happen. I don't feel like we see the Thunderbolts just because I, I don't think they've tied it in. I mean, they brought back Thunderbolt Ross, which I see that, but I just, I don't know if the Thunderbolts is the team that they want to show. Like they're like, Oh, this is going to be the team. You know, Maybe. I know you're a big Thunderbolts guy, but I just, I don't see it happening. I mean, but who knows? I didn't see Guardians of the Galaxy working, and they made that work, so. Guardians of the Galaxy pretty much was Marvel's 
ticket to print money. Like that was oh, one of them. I mean, I feel that, like they had a couple was, tickets before that with that, Iron Man. No, I'll agree with that. But I, I think Guardians of the Galaxy is where they went. We can literally put anything out. Guardians is something most a lot of people don't know about. And this, this is our true ticket that we put our name on it. It's going to be good. I'll give you that. that. That was one of their unknowns. But at the same time, I've always said that Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Thor. those characters were B-listers. Mm-hmm. Like, I was buying comics in 2008. I don't remember a lot of people buying Iron Man. I was buying Iron Man. I like Iron Man. But, I mean, it was Spider-Man, Wolverine. It was those comic, those characters that people were buying. It's the same reason that when they redid Avengers into Earth's Mightiest Heroes, they were like, oh, shit, we should probably put Spider-Man and fucking Wolverine in this. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, I've always counted, and now they're very popular, but beforehand, I've always thought, I mean, I would say probably a lot of my comic buying life, I thought of Captain America and Iron Man as like just B-listers. Right. Like, oh, yeah, the Avengers, they have an okay comic. Oh, yeah, Captain America, he's okay. Honestly, it wasn't until that that new Avengers storylines where they started putting out a couple of different Avengers series where... Avengers got really good. Yeah, it was like Bendis Avengers. Yeah. Like, when he brought the Avengers together in that aspect, that's when I was like, oh, shit, he's bringing actual, like, they're Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's not just fucking Iron Man and Captain America, and then Spider-Man hops in once in a while. Right. Like, Spider-Man's a fucking Avenger now. Fuck the hell yes. Wolverine's an Avenger? Shit, yeah, yeah. I like his books. So, and that's how I've always kind of felt about the Avengers, and I've always kind of felt about the Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So, we'll see. We'll see where the future goes with it, but I would love to see some more John Bernthal in the MCU. I'd love to see... I mean, I like. I would like Charlie Cox to come back as Daredevil. Absolutely. Like, if that's the way you tie it in and, and you bring and back, like, Jessica, Jessica Walters Jones in too. some way. Jessica Jones is great. Like, Luke Cage. Yeah, bring 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 all of them back. I don't care if it's in a show or in a, in a, in a movie. Bring them all back. I'd like... Yeah, I'd love it to be fleshed out. I don't feel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. really ties into the universe anymore, but no. I do feel like the MCU... Like, I feel like what happens there could have... Like, those shows from Netflix could still tie in. Right, and those shows... I mean, the the MCU deals with a lot of, you know, the the galactic stuff, the the world saving stuff, and the the mo- the shows dealt a lot more with the Street Fighter level stuff, and that was what was so cool about it is because just because you have Iron Man in the world doesn't mean he's gonna save everybody that's there. Oh yeah, well, just because you have fucking Jessica Jones there, she ain't gonna save everyone that's there. <laughs> but no, that's what I really liked about those shows as well. In yeah. all serious, like it was, it worked really well. It's like let's see what's happening on the street level. Yeah. Let's see what the common person, not the person that might run with Tony Stark or, you know, might be like, oh, my God, I got rescued by Iron Man. How cool. Yeah. Like, let's see that. And that's something I like about Spider-Man and the fact that he he breathes both worlds. He does. Like, Spider-Man is, you know, he's a, you know, an Omega level fucking hero in that aspect. Like, he's the one that can show up when fucking the Phoenix Force is fighting. Yeah. But he's also a guy that I could see taking on just a little thug. He Literally just a guy robbing, robbing a corner store. And you go, whip, done. <laughs> Yeah. Here, here you go. And that's what makes Spider-Man such a cool hero, I think. But we'll see what they do with it, man. I mean, we can only hope that we get some more awesome shows. And awesome movies at that point, too. <sighs> All right. Uh, we have a Pokemon Go story. I'm not a big fan of it. Like, I threw it in there like, oh, maybe maybe if Sarge was here, he'd want to talk about it. But he hasn't it's, been around. It's a, it's a nice little uh, clip. It's They're going <clears> to <throat> start putting more um, more uh, gyms and more... more uh, Pokestops. Good lord, I can't speak today. Is that what they're doing? I thought they were rewarding players a little bit more. They're going to reward players a little bit more. They're going to try and put some more in smaller areas, more rural areas, so that there's more to hit. Um, they're they're going to try and give you, depending on what area you're in, you'll get more from different things. I can dig that, man. Make it a little bit better if you're, uh, I don't know, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I can dig. I can respect that a lot. So, good. Good for them. 
Good for them, laddies. Good for them. All right. Uh, so discussion. I think uh, we hit on it a little bit. I think it's really, I think it's did. a really important discussion topic. You know, do fans have a right to complain about what the creators do with their with their properties? Like Star Wars is the prime example. And we use Star Wars already, but I, I think I'm gonna say to an extent, you you have to an extent the right to complain, as long as you're not taking it so far as you're getting you're giving somebody death threats because they didn't do something you wanted them to do. That's fair. Um, I think that you're. I think we definitely can complain. Like, that's what we do best as fans. <laughs> that's what the internet's for. Shit, that's what this podcast's going to be for on the occasion. You know, we're going to see something and be like, that didn't that, fucking work yeah. for me. I didn't like that. But, I mean, at the same time, <coughs> it, it is creator-owned. So if the creators decided to make this decision, that's the decision they went with. Well, you, I guess... You can only complain so much before you're just complaining to complain. Well, I guess, I mean... All right, Star Wars, is the, you know, it's, it's the example we used. We want more Star Wars. Give us more Star Wars. Oh, man, I don't like those prequel trilogies. You're stupid, George. Man, I'm so mad. Oh, man, I don't like this Force Awakens shit. George, why didn't you? Why'd you sell? Why'd you? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like, you, you got so pissed off at George Lucas before. Now you want him to make, you want to see what his final trilogy was? Right. And I mean, I think George pretty much was the same. It's like, what do you mean? You're fucking assholes to me. Right. Like, why would I, why would I make this last thing if you're going to fucking make fun of me and do all this mean shit to me? And I think that's something to really look at. Like, you know, where does that, where does it end for us being fans? Like, where does our ownership of something end? Right. And I mean, as fans, we're going to have differing opinions. You and I are going to have different opinions and often do. And we can sit down and discuss these differing opinions. But when you start talking about it has to be done this way or it has, excuse me, it has to be done a certain way or it's not right. Then it be, then it becomes okay. Now you're now you're taking liberties into your own hands. Go make the movie. I think you're definitely right to an extent there. I do think though, like I think we can't we can't control what our creator what creators do with it. Right. Like we'd be mad about it, but I don't think like I don't think you can launch death threats at somebody. I don't think you should bitch so hard about that. Right. Like if I don't like what they do with Watchmen right now, I'm not gonna fucking like call up whoever the showrunner is and be you like, know what hey, you man, do if you don't like down. it. If you really don't like it, speak with your wallet. Like, you, don't, you don't watch it, you don't pay for it, and you don't do anything with it. That's true. I mean, it doesn't matter as much, but, like, I don't agree with Joker. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's the media blowing shit up. I still, there's stuff, I don't know, the Joker just feels wrong to me personally. That movie's going on to make gangbusters, and it just beat Deadpool. Yeah. Like, I'm going to stand by my feelings on it. I don't feel that's a movie I'm going to watch. I'm not going to go out and see it. I'm Honestly, not going to support it. And we've had I've had this discussion with one of our close friends. <laughs> who is very anti-hero uh, super, superhero movies, but he enjoyed The Joker, and I still I don't think I want to watch it because The Joker's a fucking terrorist. I don't need to see a movie about the terrorists. Oh, yeah, he compared, him, he compared the movie to one I really enjoy. He compared Joker to Taxi Driver, which I really like Taxi Driver, mm -hmm. but just because I really like Taxi Driver, even if this is just a superhero equivalent of Taxi Driver, I'm not going to see it. Right. Like, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to vote with my wallet on this. Like, this is what I don't want to see. And I think that's how, if you have a problem with something, I don't think you review bomb it. Yeah. Like, that's something else I fucking hate. Um, and I just saw that, oh, man, like, you know, it's like, oh, this show's getting review bombed. Batwoman just got review bombed. And it's like, so are these real people voting or are these just assholes saying, oh, this show's fucking garbage. I don't want to see a lesbian superhero. Well, that's, is that's that your, your problem with it? That's your prerogative, but that's not your, I mean, that's really not your place in the world to say. 
I mean, there's plenty of people that want to see a lesbian superhero. Yeah. Like, it's cool if you don't want to see it. Like, but if your only problem with it is the fact that, like, oh, shit, there's a lesbian superhero in it, well, don't fucking watch it. Like, obviously, you don't fucking need to watch that shit. Even, you can give it a shot. That's fine. But don't, like, go on and be like, that's my fucking problem with it. Just because you've got to, you got you disagree with the fucking main character's lifestyle. Right. Like, if that's what you don't like about it, well, you didn't, do you not like it because of the writing? That's fine. Like, you know, I felt the writing was hokey. All right, that's cool to say. I don't know. I didn't watch Batwoman. I haven't watched it either. <laughs> you know, I didn't like it because it was too dark. All right, that's super fucking legit. Like, I get that's, that's a DC problem all the way. So, you yeah. know, that's that's definitely an issue you can have, with, but to just not because of, it's a lifestyle choice or a lifestyle, not necessarily. Yeah, like, I don't support that shit. Like, that's fucking stupid. Like, if yeah. that's your biggest problem, well, here's a fucking secret. You know, going into it, you fucking knew it. Like, I know you knew it, and you knew you knew it. Right. So what's the fucking problem? Like, that's the issue? And I, don't like, watch it. Like, that's what I hate. You know, it's like, uh, you know, the critics really liked Star Wars The Last Jedi. Like I said, I've soured on it a little bit. But then people were like, I don't like this because I didn't like this Asian actress. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. Why the fuck? Like, that's your fucking problem with it? Or I don't feel like she takes a good place of this. Like and people said the same thing about uh, they got pissed off with Star Wars because they didn't like the fact that uh, John Boyega is uh, you know he's an uh, I think he's African English I think he's an English oh, actor no you know but you know he's a black guy and they didn't like the fact that Daisy Ridley's a fucking woman like they were like that's not the Star Wars trilogy my, I know I know favorite, better my characters favorite thing coming from that my favorite thing <coughs> when that when that started out was. You can never have a movie where a female led a, an action movie where a female character is the lead and and make money, and then they said, "Watch this." Star Wars, Star Wars. Star Wars came out and said, "We'll show you exactly what we can do." Just uh, just Star Wars, there, huh? Well, no, not just Star Wars, but Star Wars was a big one that came out and said, "We'll we'll fuck you." We'll. Show I you mean, I felt like do. the late eighties and nineties showed us that Ellen. Uh, Ellen Ripley's fucking badass, Gordy Weaver's character. Agreed. And you know we got Xena in the fucking what nineties and two thousands. So I just want to, you know, I just want to be like, you know, what well, I am not. It was an I'm, antiquated argument beforehand. Oh, it definitely. was. It was. But yeah, no, Star Wars: Force Awakens went on to make all the fucking money at the time, and then Last Jedi went on to make all the fucking money. So it's like people can say like, and oh, I don't like these sure, things. Pretty sure Rise of Skywalker is going to make all the fucking money. Well, because it's currently it, making all the money, so because it's Star Wars. And I mean, Wonder Woman had the same thing. Like, people are like, oh, I don't like this. Uh, I mean, it did surprise me because I don't think Wonder Woman clipped uh, a billion, which Aquaman did, but I don't think Wonder Woman clipped a billion. Yeah. So some people did speak with their wallets, which is sad because I think Wonder Woman's the best DC film out there right now. I would agree with so, that. And full disclosure, I haven't seen Shazam yet, but I have no interest in seeing Shazam. I don't care about Shazam. <laughs> in You know, the I like the character. Least. I just, and that was one I do want to see. I just haven't gotten a chance to, but... I'll wait until it comes on like Netflix or something like I that. I will use vacation time. I will find the babysitter. I will do what I have to to see a Marvel movie. Star Wars is coming out. Shit, yeah, I'm going to find the people to watch my son take time off of work. DC's got a movie coming out. All right. I'll catch it eventually. All right, here's a question for you. When when he gets a, a couple more years, maybe maybe three, four years, how do you show Parker? How do you introduce Parker to Star Wars? Do you go in order with the prequels first? Do you go the order they were made? Well, I guess that's a real, I mean, that is an interesting question. How am I going to show Parker like into these? Uh, I mean, cause I know you guys watch them, uh, <coughs> watch them in order when the new ones come out. Yes. So, and I, I know you do that. You do about one a day, two on certain ones, but you do about one. Yeah. Rogue one and uh, new hope. Right. We so double you, feature that. You double feature that one. 
So do you introduce them when you're trying to watch these or do you introduce them some other time when you go, let's sit down and watch this. I think you'll really enjoy uh, this. Well, I mean, the first time we did it, it was for Last Jedi. Right. So obviously Parker at that point was a month and a half old. So he wasn't very old at that point. Uh, you know, we still watched the movies with him, but you know, it's like we fed him and he just, he napped through most of them. Like right. he was on the, you know, I'm going to be up for two. I'm going to, you know, sleep for most of my day. I'm going to eat. I'm going to go back to sleep. I'm going to wake up and repeat. So he wasn't really doing anything the last time. Right. Um, have I, I've watched Star Wars since then. I watched Solo again at home. I didn't dig it, but I did watch it at home. Um, he didn't really get into it. He didn't really see any fun to it. Uh, we're gonna but watch. again, he might. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, I get what you're he's saying. just too young to to really. I mean, he well, might I mean, like, like the bright lights and stuff. Some of the, but, yeah, some of the superhero movies he'll follow. Like when we wa- when we were getting ready for Endgame, he followed that. Uh, in a couple years, I don't know. I'll probably show him what I think. Uh, I'll probably show him the original trilogy first. Like when it comes down to it, like until I feel I, until I think Parker's gonna be like I don't know eight or nine. Like he's not really gonna have the fucking grasp of the fact that like there's this epic Star Wars saga. Right. I know there's a bunch of movies, but I don't know if he's gonna grasp that there's this epic saga. That is now <coughs> what twelve movies, a ton of shows. Well, I mean, it's gonna be nine saga years. movies, and it's gonna be two extra movies right now. Plus, if you watch a lot of TV, because you're gonna have the nine regular movies, mm-hmm. you're gonna have Rogue One, and you're gonna have Solo. Which honestly, I I'm not gonna show him Solo for a while because I don't like it. I don't think it's a good movie. Right. I don't think it adds anything to it that he needs to see or like, I don't think it adds anything. Anyone needs to see if I'm being honest, Amelia Clark's cool, but she's not that great in it. Like nobody's that great in that movie. So I'll probably show him the original trilogy. Like I'll probably start off with a new hope. Um, I'm hoping I'll get a really cool reaction out of empire. You know, when Vader reveals he's Luke's father, right? Like, I think that'll be really cool. You know, I am your father. Oh, holy shit. shit. Yeah. The same reaction we all had when we first saw. Yeah. That. Like, and I'm really hoping that when we watch, you know, return to the Jedi, like you know he'll dig the and he'll dig ewoks of course because like oh those are adorable right but i hope you know i hope he digs the fact that like oh shit you know like vader turned off to the light side like anakin came back in this and then you know we'll watch i don't know well i mean we'll watch him in order probably because we'll probably watch phantom menace at some point mm-hmm. like he's little so he might like jar jar banks because he'll think he's stupid or something right there's a possibility there. And I mean, there's some cool looks like I like the pod racing in episode one. The pod racing's cool. I know a lot of people shit on the pod racing, but I, I but enjoy like, that. For a little kid, like I don't I don't think there's a lot in episode one, episode you, two for I tell a little you, kid. I don't I, I'll tell you episode two. I don't think there is episode one. I kind of think there is. <coughs> I started watching. I was a little bit older than you. I was maybe seven when I started watching because the new ones came out when I was like nine. Mm hmm. So I started, you know, we started hearing about the new ones coming out. My dad, my uncle were big into them. So, you know, that was one of the first things my dad took me to saw was just me and him. Okay. Was, was episode one. Mm-hmm. So I got to see the the original trilogy first. I saw them on, on DVD or possibly VHS. I'm not sure which at, at this point, but it, it was towards the end of the VHS era. Um. And got to got to watch him and got to watch him with my dad and he got to see you know that excitement as well uh, of Luke I'm your father and I don't know like I I want that for I want that for Parker I want that for any kid to just that excitement and then mm-hmm. but episode one I was maybe nine years old when that came out and like I enjoyed I enjoyed it so much and maybe it was just because it was me and my dad hanging out but I enjoyed watching it. And I watched it a couple extra times once it finally came out and, and just enjoyed the, I enjoyed the pod racing. I enjoyed Jar Jar Binks because, you know, I was young 
I, I like those those there is stuff in there that I feel at least episode one there's stuff in there that that a, a young kid can enjoy. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I have a different opinion of what like young kid is, I guess. Like when I talk about like when I show Parker the series, we're going to start probably, you know, he'll be like six, seven ish. Right. Like at nine. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. At nine, I would show him episode one, episode two, episode three. But I just I don't think I'm really I don't think that's where I'm going to start with it. I feel like it'll probably be like eight or nine. Like, six or seven, he'll probably see Star Wars for the first time. He'll have some memories of Star Wars. Right. Uh, eight or nine, we'll probably watch, like, the prequels. And then, I mean, I don't know. Like, I will probably watch the uh, the newer stuff as well before the prequels. Like, I think he'll see Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker probably before he watches Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Rise of the uh, Sith. Yeah. Or Revenge of the Sith, sorry. And I like that's just how I think it'll be. That's probably how I'll show him. Like I'll show him not a machete order, but I'll show him in this just fucked up order. And then maybe one day, you know, probably at nine or ten, we'll sit down. Hopefully, we'll sit down and we'll watch a full epic thing. I mean, it's kind of the same way. Like you know, uh, when I think he's ready to watch the full thing as a saga, yeah, we'll sit down and watch the first three episodes. Like that'll be when I'm like, oh, by the way, buddy, there's like three more fucking show ones you haven't seen yet, right? And I think you know, it's almost like when it, when he's ready for Lord of the Rings, he'll be ready for this, right? Like, when he eventually that's, gets to that that's point... That's actually a very good comparison. You know, it's like, when I'm ready, because I'm not going to show him... Like, obviously, I can't show him Lord of the Rings. Like, all right, man, well, let's watch uh, let's watch Fellowship and see what happens. Like, I mean, I mean, it'll be that. It'll be like, all right, watch Fellowship. Like, what'd you think? All right, let's watch the next one. And I feel like that'll probably be that 9, 10 kind of range for him. Yeah. At least that's what I'm thinking right now. I don't fucking know. I think, well, Lord of the Rings came out when I was around 10-ish, 11. So, probably the same thing. That's what I'm kind of guessing right now. Yeah, I remember seeing Lord of the Rings and just being bored with it. And I was, again, maybe seven or eight. So I probably wasn't quite <coughs> ready for that yet. Yeah, he won't be at the book level yet, but, you know, at 10. But I think he'll be ready for it. I think he'll be ready for it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I mean, probably around that age. It's when I'll start introducing him into, uh, like, Dragonlance and things like that book-wise. Uh, he'll, you know, be getting into Harry Potter at that point. So that'd be mm -hmm. a time for those kind of movies as well. So I don't, I, you know, I don't know when the star, I don't know when the prequel trilogy specifically will come into his life. Uh, maybe it's something he catches at a friend's house. I don't know. It would suck if he missed it before me. Yeah. Like, but you know, I'd want to be there for that experience. But who the fuck? No, I have no idea how it's going to be, or when will you know when we'll be ready for it. Right. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be super cool. I, I agree completely. It's one of the best parts. Like we just took him trick or treating today, yeah, and man, uh, he was amazing. He yeah, was man, incredible. He was amazing, Spider Man. He was. We had him as a little Spider Man. Then Noel and I dressed up as burglars. We got some white spider netting, and we uh, put that on ourselves. Like Spider Man caught us. Uh, I didn't do it today because we were outside. But when we do truck or treat for her company, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pin a note on it that no one's probably going to get, but I'm going to pin you know courtesy of your friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Nice onto us. So I think that'll be fucking adorable. I'm really looking forward to it. it look, I, I thought it came out really well, dude. I I just I love the fact that because I was dressed as as a, a wolf man. So I I had when he when you guys came back, I had him howling with me, and that was hilarious. That was awesome. <laughs> it's a fun man. It's always fun to do some of that kind of shit. Yeah. All right. Oh, werewolves of London. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think with that, I'm pretty much out of shit to talk about. Yeah, I think so too. I think we've. Uh, I'm gonna take this. Gonna edit it. Probably gonna watch Watchmen episode two while I work on that. And uh, with that, uh, I think I've got nothing crazy. Uh, if you like this podcast, please give us a five star review. If you didn't like this podcast, please let us know what we did wrong, what we could do better. I'd really appreciate it that much. Uh, you can reach us at crowingcommandos 
at gmail.com. I got that email working for us. So again, that's crowingcommandos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook under Crowing Commandos. Yep. Let us know. Uh, we'll always post about the podcast there. I'm thinking about making a Facebook page just for the show. That So I'm debating it right now. Like I think you can link pages, so that mm-hmm. might be something that we do there. Uh, we're currently working on a website. I don't know when that's going to launch, but it is something that we're working on. So you can be on the lookout for that. You can find pics of my awesome family and just some geeky shit that I enjoy at my Instagram at Crow and Commando Rooster on Instagram. Woo. And uh, yeah, we don't have a Twitter yet either. So no, we we're going to work on that. But yeah. So if you could just let us know what you're thinking and what you feel like, uh, you know, how you enjoy the show or how you're enjoying it so far, we'd really appreciate it. It'd mean a lot to us. And, you know, something uh, we've talked about this before, something we enjoy is art. If you guys are so inclined to, to want to create something that you think we would enjoy, send us the link or send us, send us whatever. Uh, and we will be happy to, to look at it and maybe even put it on the show at some point because we, we love hearing from everybody. That, that is one, one thing we absolutely love is just to, to hear, hear back about what you like, what you enjoy. Uh, you know, if, if we've inspired you in any way to do something, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Artist of the Week will be coming next week. We've had some issues with the podcast just audio-wise, so we didn't want to add too much to it to uh, overload the memory. Right. So hopefully next week we're going to be getting that Artist of the Week launched. And with that, I am ready for the outro quotes. Uh, This one is coming from Miss Frizzle, the magic school bus. (laughs) Take chances, make mistakes, and get messy. So have fun out there, guys. Take your chances. Make your mistakes. Get messy. You only live once. You only. Yeah. This is Rooster. And Squiggles. Signing out. See ya. Dooba 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 doo doo. Outro music. Our intro song was by Nathan Caduceus Bradley. And our outro song was sung by yours truly, Rooster. Thanks, Nate. I think yours is much better. <laughs>